Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 3, Episode 21, where we watch Million Pound Menu, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Chris Lorenz. I'm Harrison Hoffman. It was James. I'm Brian Houston. Welcome back, Brian and Harrison. It's been a, been a bit. It's been a little bit. Uh, so shows on Netflix. Um, so easy access for anyone to watch, generally. Uh, Harrison, give us the description here. Next-gen restaurateurs get the chance to open their own pop-up eateries to impress the paying public and a panel of discerning UK investors. That's all I'm getting from Netflix there. That's, all, that's really all they got? That's Netflix's description of the show. Wow. Netflix, way to cheap out on the show descriptions. All right. Uh, this show is... It's hard to describe what this show is. It It's just a... You know, essentially, a group of people are given a challenge, and the result is they get investment or not investment, and then they have like two, two different like people doing the same thing, intercut with each other to give some sort of comparison. Uh, that's kind of general gist of the show. Um, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like Shark Tank for restaurants. I, I would say it's that. like if. If in Shark Tank you were allowed to give the business like a two or three day kind of tryout before the investment decision, it's 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 kind of what this is. I mean, uh, it reminds me a lot of Cleveland Hustle, a uh, show <laughs> that is. no one's ever watched. <laughs> it but is Cleveland Hustle ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely more intense Shark Tank. Like, it's kind of like a mix between a cooking show and Shark Tank almost. Yeah. Um, I guess. James really liked the show, I think. <laughs> I, I, you know, I realize my facial expressions aren't coming through the mic. <gasps> yeah. Uh, but what I will say is the show is a lot like Cleveland Hustle. I don't know. It's like a demo show. It's like a lot of these, right? It, it's a show us what you got. We're going to have some investors. We'll make a decision on if we want to invest. It's well, a Shark Tank mixed with Cleveland Hustle well, without well, LeBron James. <laughs> I what? liked it a little bit better than Shark Tank. Like, on Shark Tank, they always show, like, the best of it, and you never really, like... You might not even get a really good demo of the product, but this you got to see everything in action. It's definitely always crazy on Shark Tank that people are making these offers, these investment decisions based on them standing up there and giving this 10, 15-minute pitch. They don't ever get to see how the business actually runs or, like, see the operations or anything. Like, at least in this one, you can see if these people are able to run a restaurant or not. I mean... Yeah, I, you, yeah. I mean, you're getting into something interesting there, which is on Shark Tank. There's not a whole lot of restaurants that pop up because the restaurant industry is already very tough to make any kind of money in, and these venture capitalists aren't. I don't know, like what the restaurant VC game is like. But anyways, I, I do think in the restaurant scenario, you want to know what you're getting yourself into. Like you want to know. I mean, you need to. A, can they make this food? Can they serve this food? And can they like run a business? Like, I actually don't see how you invest in a new restaurant without doing something like this, where they set up a pop-up or have some kind of tryout. Like, I mean... Is there, like, a quintessential version of the show? Is this, like, the... Like, we've seen shows like this before, but they're not big. Like, is there... There's no, like, big version of this, like, really popular version of this show. I mean, I think it's Shark Tank. I mean, is is yeah. the closest yeah, it's, thing. It's close. It's similar, but it's it's different. It's not it's not necessarily. I mean, like the closest I think is probably like a Cleveland Hustle or something. Like, there's another show that I feel like we've done, but I can't remember the name right now. But uh, but like I feel like there's another like restaurant battle off kind of you know investment show. Um, it's called Steve Harvey's Thunderdome. It's definitely not that. <laughs> oh, but but I do. Man, <laughs> I don't know. It could be. What about what about Master Chef Junior? MasterChef Junior. You guys are just saying cooking shows Completely now. different show, but a good <laughs> cooking show. What's going on here, guys? <laughs> I don't but, know. But, but, but right. here's the thing. Is you can't, it's not realistic to like the real world. You can't spin up all these pop-ups and stuff. So like, how does this, does anyone know like how, I mean, how do like people get off there? Because I, I assume you just kind of work your way up the chain. And at some point you try to be like, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to try to go take out a loan, raise some money. But yeah, like, I, I mean, don't know how people normally so, start restaurants. All right, so we should we should talk maybe a little bit about one of the the groups on here because I think that well, it's kind let, of it's let, sort of relevant to that. Uh, we have to let's 
you know, just broad, sh- go over what the show happened in the show. Okay, okay. Before we get more into this minutiae about it's how restaurants... Easy. Okay. Like, yeah, all right, James, what happened in the show? So there's two people. Person A is a shrimp guy. He's going to open a shop serving shrimp burgers. It's really all you need to know about that. Person number two is two people. <laughs> and they're like, she, one's, <laughs> one's like 20, one's 17 or 18, something like that. They're both super young. Uh, <laughs> as James said, doesn't matter. They're both super young. We'll come back to the minutiae. <laughs> and <laughs> their whole bit is that they will serve British foods and British ingredients and only British things, uh, including uh, the beverages. And that also means not serving things like coffee because that's not a British thing. Uh, anyways, they're serving fine stein, uh, fine, 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 fine dining. That's what it was. Fine Uh, dining, uh, on the pricey side. And so they're kind of going for that luxury feel. Uh, the one's a sommelier, the other one's a chef. And that's sort of the, the broad strokes of that. Uh, there are four investors in total, two of which are interested in the shrimp shack, two of which are interested in epoch or the fancy place. And then there's a host, which is mostly useless, who adds really nothing. And that is more or less the show, and they kind of cut between them. I mean, you know, you could go over the fact that they they both had three day pop ups. Yeah, well, the now f- it's minutia. No, time. it's that's not the minutia. <laughs> that's just what happened in the show. Oh my god! They cook some stuff. They run the thing. The investors come in. They try it. They review oh, it. They critique man. it. Then there's a put them oh, on the clock, man. and are they going to invest or not? There you have it. I don't know who has a bigger brush. You were Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. That's all. That's what the show is. Okay, so yeah. Brian. Brian, you got it. <laughs> so the show basically works in this format. They have a pop-up for three days. They open up for one night, and the investors see how it goes. No, no, no. The investors First do was not public, see it. It's the dry preview. run, oh. soft opening. See, this oh, is so why just, I just so didn't just, get into this They were nonsense. just taping it. I thought like the investors were there, too. No, the investors weren't there. It was basically their, their opportunity to kind of work the kinks out, figure out how to run this new restaurant okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so then the next day, um, they had another, like, they did make changes, but they also, like, talked over their investment plan. Man. Man. Okay, wait, <laughs> we need to. All right. <laughs> all right we got to roll this back. Yeah, okay. All right. Second day. Did anybody watch the show? Yeah. Let's go to the minutiae, guys. <laughs> Second day, they had lunch with the investors. Yeah. Only Investor, the investors. Only the investors got to taste the food. Then oh, later the in the day, they had a business meeting with the investors to go over the financials, and then the third day, they were open for lunch where the public came in and the investors were there to see how the restaurant ran. And then at the end of that day, the inve- the, the people running the restaurants got sat down at a table and said the investors will come within the next hour. If they don't come within the next hour, then they decided not to invest. That's what happened. Yeah, I forgot, about the, I forgot about the investor lunch. Great summary, Chris. <laughs> All right, so... We'll talk. We let's there. talk about the food truck guy, the shrimp guy, shrimp wreck, shrimp wreck. So shrimp wreck wants a hundred thousand pounds. Hundred thousand pounds. I don't think you open a restaurant in London for a hundred thousand pounds. I don't think so either. I don't think you could open a whole hell of a lot for a hundred thousand pounds. I, I mean, it depends you where you are. You're in North Dakota. I don't certainly. think that you could open the pop up restaurant that they put him in for a hundred thousand pounds. You mean three day pop up restaurant? Well, like like renting that size of, of like of a space and staffing it and doing it up like they did it. Like I don't know if a hundred thousand is enough for that. I mean, they were talking with designers to design the restaurants. Oh, yeah. They said, I mean, there's definitely quite a bit of money in that pop up. No doubt. It, I don't think it's quite a hundred thousand, but it also just shows like how little business knowledge he has because like that's part of the plan. Like the investors are going to see that and be like, "Ooh, I don't think that this guy will really know how to handle the money." I that, think it was a true, deciding but, factor in one of the. In he decisions. was very. He was the one that was like, "Hey, I did the math. There's this much more market by serving cheaper dishes. I only need this much money, and that's it." Yeah, but he needs to get a place. I don't yeah. know if he left that part out of the financials or what happened, but I'm telling you what <laughs> he said. I he just did don't the math. think that you're gonna have a runway with a hundred thousand. I'm. I mean, I think we're all in agreement here, but some, you know, he seems to think he can do it. All right. So, like. The first, the first night, the public review went pretty well for this guy. Like everything ran pretty smoothly. Shrimp guy did great. He was uh, serving like three items. No, right? he had, no, he had like a 
big menu. No. Yeah, we kept like, it simple. Like, it's like six or seven things. It was very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the was, so the second day things. he added a bunch of stuff. He didn't ever add a bunch of stuff. He, he added like, like a few things. He had like a sharing menu, which is a combination of the th- same three dishes. I swear that he like had to extend his menu from this food truck. Yeah, he, he had shrimp burger. He had the squid thing. They had the buffalo shrimp. I don't want to get fish tacos. <laughs> they had the tacos. I think there was. I mean, they and didn't the really go problem. over the menu. Harrison, hit me with the menu. I just did. That, just that, did. that literally is the whole menu. There was French and fries. And some French fries. Like six <laughs> items total. All right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it went really well for the dude. Then the second day, the uh, when the investors came in for lunch, they did not like the food. It was Specifically too, the squid. It was too salty. They also didn't like the buffalo shrimp, shrimp thing or whatever. They said it was too spicy. There was a lot of sauce on his stuff. Was this a food truck? I definitely want all that sauce. I wonder if, I mean, British palates tend to kind of like milder food. Like, do you think that kind of factored into this whole situation here? We should totally get into this. And I think we're going to need to get into it with the other people, too. But, like, <laughs> who's like, I got to get me some of that British food? Okay. No well, one's, no one's mean- just like, let me just, I got to get that British food. Uh, like, I mean, not, like, I was I in fish and chips, and that's all I got. I went in London. Uh, there's definitely good food in London. Okay. Like, there's good food in London because it's a giant city, but it's not because they're serving British food. Oh, certainly not. Right. No one wants British food. Like, what you <laughs> saw on the screen today was not British food. Right. It was just, f- well, like, one food was. in London. Well, no, no, no. Well, no like, there's stuff grown there. Yeah, only mm. things from... It's not. Yeah, it's it's okay, not just. Okay. It's not like bangers and mash. Yeah, we'll come yeah, back. Yeah, we'll, okay. Let's come back to them. But yeah, it, it, you're right. It was not. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, like this dude's just making food truck food that looked pretty good. He's making fish and chips and put some shrimp on a bun. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. Yeah. I mean, and he's crushing it. It seemed, seemed like, like a reasonable plan. It seemed like even kind of cheap for a food truck too. Yeah. Like a thing at a food truck under ten bucks is pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also like Seattle and Portland, <laughs> like. I, guess I think also, most food trucks are real expensive, unless you're in like South Dakota or like. But then why are you even open it up? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, where there's food trucks, it tends to be pricier than like you think it would be. Um, it's it's pretty clear that this guy has never run any. So he he just started this food truck like 18 months prior. So he's only been been at this food game for like 18 months. Right. So it's very clear he's never run a restaurant before, and he's always like, hey willing to take feedback from you guys and willing to learn. He's like, it's like, okay, it's like, okay, the squid's too salty. That's an easy fix. We'll just put less salt in it. Right. Like, we'll which, just work I mean, on is, the flavor. Which is great. Like, which makes sense. I feel you like know? he had a great attitude about the whole situation. Definitely. I, I do have a question though, which is, so these investors, are they like food critics or like, what's the deal with that? They, they mentioned what they were. I mean, but I that, don't remember what these two investors. That were. one dude was the chief executive of something called Pizza Express, which I can only imagine is some kind of Domino's type establishment <laughs> in the UK. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know which investor it was, or if it was any of the investors of the show. It could have just been an intro investor. Somebody was co co founder of Meat Liquor. Oh yeah, that was the other guy who was yeah who hmm. was at the sh- at the shrimp one. Yeah, I mean, like the main thing being like, are these the most trusted? Food critic, you know what I mean? No, like, they're they people know, with they're money people. investing in restaurants. Yeah, they're not food critics. They're trying to decide people are going to like the food, right? So, I, don't know. I, I, yeah. I feel like part of me is like, hey, that's good feedback. Maybe we should try some stuff out, but like, not change my whole menu based off what this one dude just said. It's just mm-hmm. tough when that one dude's the one who's making a decision if you're going to get the money or not. Yeah. Though the money yeah. dude says he doesn't like it, you got to fix it. <laughs> also, I guarantee the money dude has to like be somewhat good at cooking. So, like, why wouldn't you take their advice? I mean, money dude doesn't have to be good at cooking at all. He no, doesn't have like, money. They, yeah, but they've also like been running like a successful food company. You don't do that without like knowing a little bit. Uh, I, don't I don't know that you have to have be running a successful food company. You just have to have money. Well, like both those anyone had, like, can invest both, in anything if you got money. What, both of those were like CE, like founders, like CEOs of like food yeah. companies. Like, but what like, is of it, Domino's what? to go? Like, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, like when you get like that huge of a chain, it's like okay, you got to be good at business. I think at, the, at that point, You're right. What is meat liquor? You go to a place <laughs> called Meat Liquor? I don't know, but I want to invest in it. <laughs> I really do. 
I don't know, but I'm not <laughs> thinking of like food things. <laughs> I, I just imagine like a whole bunch of pigs like hanging. So and is there like liquor? You them. Is it liquor in the meat or is it meat flavored liquor? Oh, it's like a oh, meat it's lollipop, a, like a liquor like that. I thought it was like liquor, like a like a tongue lick. No, like a lick. Oh, no, L I Q. That's why I'm like, this is so weird. Who's licking all this meat? It's a weird. What, it could what, be what tongues. This? Okay, but, uh, curveball. What if it's a fetish site of like seeing people like licking? No, meat? no. That's why no, I thought it was no, good. no, no. <laughs> I think it's meat flavored liquor. Why are you saying liquor like that? <laughs> liquor. You got like a hard C sound. How else do you want him to say liquor? Liquor. It's liquor. I don't know. Just get the <laughs> hell out of like here. You're like drinking liquor, but licking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> all right, guys. We got to roll this back. Bro. Let's roll this back a bit. All right. So, what's so the, do? <laughs> the business meeting with this dude, I, there was like nothing really happened. The one dude was like, I got to do my own maths, I think. No, that was. That's how they say it in London. Maths. Plural. Like, I I think that that in particular was kind of a bad sign for the situation because, I mean, this guy's thing, you know, he's selling an inexpensive product. Like, the whole thing is, like, can you scale this thing to make any kind of money out of it? So, like, if the dude doesn't know really what he's doing business-wise, doesn't really have that business plan together, then there's not a lot to talk about that meeting. I mean... Yeah. I mean, he knew what it cost to make a... A sh- a, you know, a shrimp burger. Now he understands what it costs to make the shrimp burger and how much you can sell it for, but he like, know he not, like, I don't know if he understands how to scale the business or right. like, yeah. Like what is like operations cost looks like? What, yeah. Like, you know, I and mean, like in the, in they and they clearly think that like they're already going and thinking that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Cause he's only asking for a hundred thousand pounds. So he does have an audience though. So like that's gotta, I mean a little bit. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't have to put too much into like, marketing because you just have the truck go around be like oh we got this we got an actual place now like that's your marketing Mm -hmm. so you've already got the audience cheese wizards all over again yeah cheese wizards hell of a local food truck in seattle if for our seattle listeners if you haven't had cheese wizards yeah give me free cheese wizards (laughs) 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 all right uh and then this third day he had they had the public i don't know whatever the investors came in. Yeah, and they had, had to serve like a, an open lunch at full menu prices yeah. and everything. And it seemed to go well, but the investors still didn't really like the food. And uh, then... Yeah. Even with the tweaks. Yeah. They made some tweaks. That, I mean, they spice. liked the octopus that time. They still... There was something else they did. They didn't like the shrimp that time or something like... Inconsistent, I guess. I, I don't know. And then, you know... The investor, he sat down at a table with this no-name host guy, and the investors didn't come, and he looked sad, and uh, he looked stressed, (laughs) and he went on his merry way. We should talk about this situation where they have to sit at the table for an hour. This is real dumb. It's basically like the end of this three days, or it's like, okay, we've given the investors the next hour to show up here. We're going to go sit at this table there's a clock on the wall. I'm just going to stare at you intensely <laughs> for the entire hour and occasionally ask you how it's going. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? <laughs> how are you feeling? Yeah, dude, I feel you real think, stressed right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude goes, hey, how are you feeling? And the guy says, nervous. <laughs> when the guy's just staring at him. And think, this host, though. So, so, so good. So nothing. Such a nothing burger. Is so good. <laughs> I also kind of hope that they were like messing with the clocks, like making the minute hand like move less. <laughs> oh man, just to draw it out. Like, Do we, you don't know. Like you, you can't have your phone. Should we just like? Would this just be the show? Like you've had <laughs> a stressful <laughs> three days. You just sit and watch you sit here for an hour. Oh, I'd rather turn on the no one shows up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never seen a more insane way to find out if you were successful or failed on the show. It's great. Like an hour is so long. Like, all right, let's just wait around it's, for an hour now. It's hilarious that they make them sit there for an hour to cut together about 25 seconds worth of footage of them sitting at that table. Do you think that he, the host isn't talking to him most of that time? Or it's just like, li- like we didn't see the host talking to him really, but like. I hope he's just sitting there silently just staring at, <laughs> staring at them. <laughs> I would love that too. That would be great. But I feel like. They'd be way more, they would look way more freaky, like freaked out, I think, if that was happening. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the host The host is 
is is incredible. Incredible um, <laughs> is not the word I would use. Harrison, for do go on and tell me why this host is incredible. He doesn't really add anything like any real content to the show which is kind of all like tone and he'll just be like you know they're about to be in a war in the kitchen and then he just kind of <laughs> says these things that just kind of like set the tone of the situation but doesn't really like add any real information ever uh and then he's always walking towards the camera so there's a lot of like the cameraman backing up him walking towards the camera saying something very intensely uh i don't know like like i i don't know who that guy is but I, it seems like like he has the authority of someone who is a a successful chef and restaurant person. He's like, presented. It as is possible very that he has never been in a restaurant, started a restaurant, cooked in a restaurant. But the way that he carries himself is very believable. I will say that. I like how he sort of inserts himself into the restaurants while they're like prepping the food and stuff. He just kind of <laughs> walks in. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Like, I'm trying to take these orders. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to fill this liquor order right now and do this other thing that somebody just told me to do. Man. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so shrimp guy. I, I do have. I before we move to the next person. Okay. The show's very. It's produced. It's overly produced. It's definitely. There's a lot of slow motion. There's a lot of. It, it's a really pretty show, though. It looks great. I, I would say I just don't really care. Like I feel <laughs> like it's for this. It's just overly produced for me in this. Like it looks a lot of weird camera angles, slow. Mo- like, there's no reason for slow mo in this. Certainly, all the shots of the investors and the host all look insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this show was an hour, no commercials, right? Yeah. I gotta me- estimate like at least twenty five minutes of this show is this stock footage of like the city and a bunch of nonsense <laughs> and like slow pans and zooms in and zooms outs. Yeah. It looked like, like every it's a show. third of the show. <laughs> Dude, it's so much of the show though. Dude. And there's just so much of it that nothing's happening. There's like, let me just show you the sunrise over the cranes again. You got to establish the scene, you know, let me show you the close up of this one dish. And I'm going to cut they back to it eight more ups, times. Close up of one dish multiple times. Like the same close up shot. Just like. You're like, I get it. I've seen it. Let's, <laughs> look, let's move they're on. They're talking Let, about it, James. You got to see it. Let's make you hungrier. All right. Let's let's talk about the second person. Well, here. we, we got to talk about the result of the shrimp guy. Oh, yeah. He sucks. No, no one investors. <laughs> no one showed up for, for Mr. Shrimp. Rightly so. And then the host is just like. So what do you think happened? He's like, well, I didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Shrimp, a.k.a. Ewan Hutchinson, was yep. very sad. He was very sad. But one of the investors, not the Pizza Express guy, did say that he wants to basically mentor him, show him some stuff. Maybe in three months, six months, he'll be ready for, for an investment, which that's that's probably the, about the best outcome that guy could have hoped for here. So what was his name? Urin? Ewan. Ewan. Urin? <laughs> Ewan. It was not urine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ewan is pretty close. You know that guy piss. Remember that guy pissed? Like I'm sure that he wanted to invest. Like, (laughs) all right. What was the what's the investor's name? No freaking clue. I'm not talking to you. Get out of here. (laughs) We know you don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um. I honestly don't know. I'm gonna look through this thing to see if I can see it. Like it it says like everything else on on um the episode description page, but that. Okay. All right. Moving on. Okay. Second person, second group of two, second restaurant concept. Uh, what was it called? I don't know. Epoch. 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 It's the brainchild of Emily and Ruth. Emily and Ruth. So, yeah. The interesting fact: one of them, I, I don't know which one, is it's seventeen. It's not seventeen, <laughs> as James said earlier. One is twenty-two. One is twenty. One. The chef won Chef of the Year or something when she was 17. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Well, well, and the one who is the sommelier at the Ritz started working at the Ritz when she was 17. And she she (laughs) fell in love with wine at the age of 17. Oh, yeah. figure. Who hasn't? She was the first woman sommelier at the Ritz in like 100 years or something. Yeah. Supposedly. 1902. So I thought they said 1990 something, but people all overruled me. That's that's insane that that's the case. What do you have to do to be a credit as a small yay? 
Okay. Like, it's not like an easy thing. So I know a little bit about this because I watched some Netflix documentary about this. <laughs> <laughs> so that Give makes, it to me. So that makes me an expert. He, he's an expert. <laughs> um, basically, there's there's some there's this organization that does like sommelier like certification, effectively, and they get, they basically give you like a test. There's like a there's there's a, there's a written test that's kind of all this knowledge about wine. And then there's like this like blind taste test, basically. So it's like, oh. you know, three red wines, three white wines. And it's like, tell us what all these wines are. It's like name that wine. <laughs> like, like, what's the wine? What's the year? Like, it's like an insane test. Um, but there's basically like like different tiers of it, basically. So like they didn't mention what tier she was, but it's this basically like, there's, a, there's a test. You have to I'm going to guess the lowest one. Possibly. Uh, but I mean, that like, she's super young. Like I don't know how long it takes to yeah. become like the top. I mean that. Th- so there. So the the documentary about this is called Psalm. It's on it's on Netflix. It's actually really really good. But like the the preparation for doing it is like insane. It is crazy crazy preparation. Yeah, I can't imagine. Anyway, yeah, like I mean that's that that's totally like I, I think it's super impressive. Like that she has done that. Yeah. That is my question of it though was like. How do you get good enough to do that when, like, you just started, like, you are just barely above the drinking age? Yeah, I mean, London, no, no, UK, it's 18, I guess. 18? 18 to drink, so you just start going. You start drinking all the wines. They just don't care as much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like like two years. I don't know. You know, you can start drinking whenever you want, James. Yeah, I realize you can start drinking. I just don't like, yeah. The point being, like, from the time of just being able to drink to becoming a sommelier, it seems like it's like two years' time we're talking. And not only just a sommelier, but the first female sommelier at the Ritz ever. Right. Like, it just it seems unbelievable. Like, it seems like an unbelievable resume. Yeah. I mean, both these people have pretty good resumes for 2022. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. Great, impressive resumes. And the concept Super is. Talented. The concept is. British food, only British food, all the British things, all British else. everything. So is it? So is that all just UK? Does that include include Northern Ireland? Like, is it just like they said British? They definitely using Irish ingredients. No, I mean the United Kingdom includes Northern Ireland. They said British. They definitely said exactly British. Sure. I don't what? Know. What is that? Just is that everything but Northern Ireland then? What? What? The, how do you that, define British? I think that British is everything but. Northern Ireland. Okay, I think you think I'm not a hundred. I think we're gonna quote you on that though. Yeah, you can quote me if you want. (laughs) Okay, all right, (laughs) (laughs) sounds good. Uh, So they have British wines, which is a thing. Apparently, never I have never heard of that. But it's just showing their commitment to the theme. They're serving (laughs) substandard British wine (laughs) (laughs) at their fancy restaurant. Yeah, it could be the best British wine. I mean. I'm like, sure it's the best British wine. <laughs> <laughs> As he how, shrugs his nose. How good do you think British wine can, can be? I'm sure it can be fine. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure it's like, fine. Like the climate is, can't be that different from France, which is pretty close. Like I'm sure you could make good wine there. I don't know. I think it's quite different. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I, don't know. I think you're wrong. I think it's possible. <laughs> it is an island. I'm trying to give these guys the benefit of the doubt on this <laughs> wine here. <laughs> We're just grilling you on this wine that you've <laughs> that never, never had. Never I mean, the whole point of it is it doesn't have to be good on its own. It has to go well with the food. Or rather, the food has to go well with it. Hey, excellent point. Yeah, and they said that they're making their menu around the British wines. Which is nuts to me. Like, why wouldn't you... I mean, I get it because you could, you have less control over the wine, but it still seems just weird. Some some of the links that they have gone to to only serve British ingredients is crazy. Like there are no peppercorns that are grown in Britain, so they have to use something else that's grown in Britain that they've dehydrated and it's crushed up. It was or horseradish, right? Or was yeah, yeah, like it's like dehydrated horseradish instead of pepper. There's something about coffee too. No yeah, coffee. Yeah, well, there's like coffee's not grown in Britain, so there's no coffee at this restaurant. Do you think this this restaurant would be way different if they included the British Empire? <laughs> instead oh, of way, just the British way different. Uh, yeah, only the British Empire goods. Current or like peak? Peak, peak. Okay. Peak. <laughs> Current is <laughs> the same. <laughs> no, I. Th- no. I mean, no, they've got some islands. Yeah, still. They own. They own some stuff around the, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So night one, they uh they do their like private showing or whatever. Didn't go great for them. Like the food apparently went well, but like the service kind of sucked. 
service didn't seem great. Here, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't really, as we were trying to discuss, is sommelier and a chef. Like, service is not really, you know, their strong suit at this point. I totally understand that, and then, but like, then, like, then I think like the question becomes with the investors, like, what role is everyone playing in this business? Who's going to run this restaurant if it exists? Because it's, you know, I mean, it's like it seems that like the the that the the theory that they're trying to put out there is that the one woman's going to be the chef and she's going to be behind the scenes cooking. The other person's going to be the front of the house person running the operations of the restaurant. The person who's a sommelier, right? It definitely yeah. seemed that way. Yeah. Or, or is like her passion, the, like the wine thing. Like I, yeah. Like, I, I mean, like it, like it seems like that would, that would be a key thing for them to talk about in their business plan meeting. It's like, okay, what are your roles going to be? Like, what are you your like, stakes in this are, thing? Are you just the sommelier or like, and you're going to hire somebody to actually run the thing? Or are you going to run the thing? I mean, they probably did. They just didn't show it to us. Maybe. I mean, it's not interesting, Harrison, to know the dude, business details was, of this that, thing. That is the most interesting part of this. I'm with Harrison 100%. That's the I only thing I wanted to hear was, out of the show, and they didn't give it to me. I know. It was a joke. Like, I obviously, that's the most, in, not obviously the most interesting part, but it's definitely the interesting part that they didn't really go over at all. Right. Yeah. Like, like, with a lot of these things, you want to know what the stakes are. Like, I have so many questions. Like, one, how much money are they putting in? What's the cut of this? Like, what does their long-term roadmap look like? How much percent of their business are they giving to this investor? It was, yeah, I mean... They like, didn't go into any of the Shark Tank details. We can get in, into that at, at the end of this thing, but, I mean, yeah, for sure. There's definitely not a lot of negotiation, not a lot of Shark Tank in, right. in that way. Like, if you're just a chef, okay. Like, it's your chef, it's your restaurant, whatever. Like, you know, maybe you got a percentage. If you're If you're just serving wine, like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's a little different. All right, uh, day two here, we got the investors come in and love the food. Love the food. Love the food. I feel like I wouldn't really like the food that much. <laughs> like, I just it's just not a lot of food for the price. They were like 30, you're 30 pounds or whatever for like... More than that. It was 60 for lunch, 90 for dinner. I think that was... In that's with wine. With wine. That's yeah. with wine. Okay. Yeah. But and that's the whole thing. They prepared the food based on the wine. You're not, <laughs> not getting the wine. I mean, obviously you're getting. I mean, you got to get the wine. But like, <laughs> I just don't think the, the. I don't. I don't know how many dishes that includes though. Like they said, it was like thirty pounds for like the one dish that I, we I could talk about. I don't know how many dishes the ninety euros. You mean the grouse? The, the one grouse. the only dish that yeah, dish they yeah. showed. Yeah. Which wasn't a lot. It was just like. A thin slice of whatever the fuck grouse is. It was like it was like it was like a whole grouse. What or, is a grouse? Yeah, I have the same question. I don't know what any of any of the it's, shit they made was because they kept saying these words. I'm like, I don't know what any of these things are. Uh, grouse is like a, is like a small bird kind of thing. Yeah, it's, like a pigeon. My, yeah, it's. I mean, small than the pigeon, <laughs> dude. I guess. I yes. mean, pigeon. It's, it's like small than the pigeon. It's, it's not. Like, yeah, it's like it's like it's like a quail. You know, like you see yeah. quail on a menu. It's like quail. I think that's my guess. Uh, Okay. Yes. There was some other weird shit too. There was some other stuff. They kept saying stuff. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a. There was some celery on that fancy plate. menu. There was some celery on that plate. Yeah. There was like a blackberry or something. Yeah. Anyway, should we should, should we talk about the investors in this in this deal here? I don't oh, know who yeah. they are. If you know <laughs> you know who they are, sure. so I don't know their names. But so there's there's one woman who uh, runs the restaurant part of her family's five-star hotel business, basically. So mm. her whole thing, and, like, I've, I, I've seen a few more episodes of the show. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, oh, we're going to get oh, to that. I, see, uh, I found the investors. Lydia Forte. Lydia Forte, yeah. So um, her thing, like, like, usually is, like, she, she kind of comes in with, like, okay, I like your concept. I want to get you to open this restaurant in one of our five-star hotels. Like that's usually like what her kind of deal is that she's bringing to the table. She's the uh, the Lori of uh, this show. She's the, the Shark Tank. The Lori of this show. I'm gonna put you on QVC. We're gonna do this thing up. You this can't talk more about Shark class. Tank. We haven't watched it on the pod yet. We've definitely watched Shark Tank. <laughs> Not, Not on, on the, the pod. pod. Shit, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry guys. I really thought we did. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know why they, she didn't. Oh, spoilers! Uh, <laughs> oh no! Why she didn't like this uh, this restaurant? It yeah. I mean, like it. I can tell you why. Maybe it's too expensive for five star restaurants. No. I feel like you want something like this at your five star. Very simple. Five star. The restaurant. service was crap. Yeah, but yeah. that's so fixable. 
I agree it's fixable, but that was her reason. We'll get we'll get we'll get yeah. to it. All right. We'll oh. get to it. Who's the other investor? The other dude, um Atul. Yeah, Atul Kachar. Atul Kachar. And he and he's he sounds like he's opened like eight or nine successful restaurants in yeah, he's, England. He was the first Indian chef to be awarded a Michelin star in the UK. There you go. So he's opened a kind of like a <laughs> oh, string of so restaurants. So not the first Mi- Michelin star, the first Indian Michelin star in the, the UK. UK. And also yeah. kind of a dick because there was just one point where he said, yeah, I remember when I was your age at 20 working in a two-star Michelin restaurant. Like Three, three like, star. Three star. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I missed a star. Three like, star. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, like I don't know why he had to drop that. Because these people are about to open a restaurant. That that trumps your working at a three star Michelin restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe? I don't know. Depends on how that restaurant does, I guess. I guess if you're like twenty and you open up like some hot dog stand in the middle of nowhere in the US, like that definitely doesn't trump working at a three star Michelin restaurant. You're right about that. <laughs> I feel like it also it sort of depends on what your role in this Michelin star restaurant is. Like if you're just washing dishes, like who gives a shit? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's better than washing dishes at, you know, the Burger I mean, King. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you open up, okay, you open up a hot dog stand and say, uh, I don't know, Milwaukee. Okay. And, I mean, or you're working at a I mean, three-star Michelin. They're pretty serious about their sausages in, in Wisconsin, I just want, I just want to say. <laughs> so right, I'm right, in a broad right. stand in Wisconsin, <laughs> or I'm washing dishes at this Michelin star place in New York. Yeah. I feel like no, the Wisconsin one's more impressive. No, I feel I like he was cooking in this. He was cooking in the restaurant. We don't know what he was doing. That's what I'm saying. You don't know what he was doing. He just said he was working. No, no, I thought he said he was. Sh- no, never mind. All right, we're we're, we're in. We're too too You're in the weeds. All right, yeah. so they love the food. Then they get into the business meeting, and again, the business meeting is kind of nothing. They don't really talk about anything, other than the dude was like, "Oh, you want six hundred thousand? I feel like you need seven fifty to a million. and that was it. It was real dumb. They didn't show any of the materials or There's whatever. no, There was no charts or graphs we saw. There was nothing. Like, they clearly presented some stuff. And all that scene was was, like, the investor just kind of, like, hand on forehead reading a bunch of papers silently. Gotta I mean, like, I think this is what you need. And you clearly forgot to include these details in your financials. I just, I can't imagine that these business plans are actually like complete to the extent that they would need to be to get this kind of an investment. Like I think that there is some flexibility here because of the situation. Are they all fake? Is there not even a plan? It's just like they wrote some numbers on a napkin. I think there's a plan, (laughs) but like I think that like like the way that this show came together is more like, hey, like I have this restaurant idea or this concept and they're gonna help you bring it to life in this pop up shop. And maybe you'll have this business plan ready for this. Like, it's not as if, like, you, like, I feel like it's not as if you've been kind of working up to this restaurant. You've been figuring out the details for the last five years and putting in the time. It's more of, like, I applied for this reality show with my restaurant concept. I'm not sure about that, though. I I don't know. I can almost imagine, like, maybe they help you write the business plan on the show or something. You know what I mean? Maybe. I Yeah, I have no idea. I don't understand. I I really don't. Part of investing is also like you're getting a partner. So like, yeah, they probably came in with that in mind. I mean, it certainly seems like this, like a tool guy, like his primary interest. And he's like, he sees a lot of talent in these young women. He's just like, I can figure out the rest of this shit. Like, it seems like they're really talented and I want to get in on these people early. Right. Kind of thing. They're young, knows how to cook, knows wine. Yeah. Somehow knows a lot about British wine, which who knew? (laughs) It's the cheap wine there, man. They got, they got a lot of tariffs. They got, they got that other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Some stuff happening over there. Brexit, you know. All right. Uh, so then the next day, they had the investors come, and there were people there, and the public was also there. This did not go great for them. It went pretty well, but not great. Like, the appetizer dishes came out without silverware. Yeah. Which... They're always forgetting the silverware. There were only butter knives at the table to start, and you're supposed to bring silverware i don't understand we've that. established that this sommelier does not know how to run the front front of the house of this restaurant yeah it's pretty clear that you know lack the service is by far the weakest part supposedly yeah. we don't really like the food is supposedly a fantastic there was never a negative thing said about the food 
it is really hard not getting it to taste the food and yeah. Like no one was questioned. No one else was asked. The only people ever asked were the investors. Yeah. That's weird in this thing. I feel like most of these kinds of shows, like when they do these food challenges, I'm trying to think, I can't remember one of the shows, but like any one of these like kind of food shows, like where they like serve to an audience, they usually like do some polling or like, you know, pick your favorite dish or like do a confessional of like, hey, what did you think of such and such dish? Yeah, at least with the shrimp guy, the investors swiped some comment cards off the tables or something to see what was going on. But I think then, Hell's Kitchen does like they'll interview the people that get like the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's weird. Like for a food show, I don't really know a whole lot. Like I know what they made and I got to see it a bunch and I got one person's opinion on it. And they didn't even really like show any of the cooking or prep or I don't know. It was weird. There was a lack of cooking shown in this food show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's more of a restaurant business show for sure. Yeah. With a little bit of cooking. I, I don't, as we just, well, I guess we'll get to it. And then, you know, they sat down after the day and waited for the investors to show up, which took like a whole minute, I think, to be like, are they going to show up? The music intensifies, blah, blah, blah. And one of the investors does show up. And well, it's Atul. Atul shows up and offers them 750 to a million dollars. No, no. Million but first, pounds. he's like, well, we have to wait to the deadline to see if the other investors show oh, yeah. up. Oh, there's like, yeah. There's like th- Which was stupid as hell. There's like three minutes on the clock, and it's, yeah, they're sitting around. It's like, I guess we got to keep this investor just waiting around. Yeah, dude's about to drop. A million pounds, and he has to wait around for this dude to other person to show up. I can't believe it. I can't, can't be- like, it's like you show up, you get first dibs, more yeah. incentive to show up. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time to like butter him up. Like, yeah, you know, like you can go with me. I, I know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty heartwarming to see these uh, women just like be so happy that they get this investment. You know, they were crying for sure. Um, Definitely game changer. But again, yeah. no details. There are no of details anything. on the like. They're very hyped about investment. They do not know what the terms of it are. I feel like there's no way these people aren't just like you're the head chef, you're like the head sommelier, and this is my restaurant. Yeah, right. I like, mean, like you how just work for that? That's guy definitely what's happening. that's de- like. That dude's about to install a professional restaurant manager in there and be like, okay, you're the you're the head chef and you're inventing the menu. This other person's the head sommelier. Like you're That's you're it. like kind of do the things that need to have like there's no way that like he's giving them this money and then they're running this whole restaurant. No, this is not happening. Definitely not. Yeah, but like I mean, so it, he just has to hire them and pay them a salary. Well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, that's is that that's what that's what's gonna happen. Like right, I don't he buys the he buys the thing to the like the concept right. It depends on what the deal is and how much equity they have. Which left. We'll never know. Which we won't know. Why? What like. I just don't understand how this works. Like, I don't get it. The show does no assistance here in a helping. And why is it? it. There's a, you know, 250,000 pound gap here that they say and don't even go into any details. And like, you know, this is probably like this. What happened here is probably a lot more realistic than what actually happens on Shark Tank is the thing is like, okay, like I'm interested in investing in you. Like we're gonna have to do some research to figure out what it's gonna take, but I think it's gonna be seven hundred fifty thousand to a million pounds, and like, but we have to figure out the details, and the equity split is going to depend on some of those details that we figure out. Like, it seems like it was more realistic than what happens on Shark Tank. That dude's got to go buy some property somewhere and put this sh- this, uh, this rent something or yeah. rent it or whatever. That's I, why it's a range. I think. He's I feel like, like well, we got to go find the right place for we gotta, sure. Like, do all these things. I feel like, you know, the girls get women get like 10% of this restaurant and they get like a portion of the profits if there are any profits. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any, they're not getting any more than I that. I mean, this dude's putting up a million pounds. They're, they're putting up jack. They're not going to put up anything. Like when, when, when he asked them about, hey, what kind of skin can you put in the game here? Like what kind of many, money can you invest? They're just like, uh, we I, have I got- no money because. We're 20 and 22 years old and I got like five grand I can borrow from my mom. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. There's like not enough money to make any difference. Yeah. Other than to be like, oh, now you owe your mom five grand. <laughs> no, he's he's, he's going to make them mortgage the mom's house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's just like 
I don't get the show. It's not too, it's not business focus and it's not cooking focus. It's just like, you know, random shots of London focused <laughs> with some food involved. Like, I, like, I, like, I don't get it. I, I don't know. Does anyone have more minutiae to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think that something that I would say from having seen multiple episodes of this is the, there's basically like a, a pool of investors and you kind of get, get a sense of this at the beginning. There's a pool of probably about like 10 different investors. And then like based on the business concept, like they'll pick which ones they want to go to. And I think that like one of the, one of the interesting things watching multiple episodes is like seeing the different investors, the types of things that they're interested in, like what kind of deals they are trying to pitch these people. Like there's this one dude who uh, is representing like some big restaurant investment group and Everything that he goes into, he's always like, he's like, like I'm not interested unless I can figure out how to open 40 of these locations in London, in basically. And then, like every time he's getting serious about something, he doesn't really seem like he has the authority to close the deal on like on his own. So he's bringing in like these other like like these two like older guys who are like the partners in the firm. Like, okay, you guys gotta try this food now. We're gonna see what's so like like some of the stuff with the investors. I think has been been pretty interesting. Uh, interesting or weird? No, in, no, definitely interesting. <laughs> interesting. I just. <laughs> I just don't like episode we watched. Yeah. And even how you describe it, like, yeah, it's, it's like the business side is definitely interesting. They're just, they don't focus on it. They don't tell us anything. It's just like all hand wavy. And I don't know who thinks they got a sense of how the business worked or what's going on. Cause I didn't get anything and I don't understand. They definitely don't go very deep on the business. It's like, Oh, this is a business show. Here are the investors. Oh, what's the business plan? I don't know. Shrug my shoulders. And then like, how much you invest? I'm going to shrug my shoulders and be like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they just service was terrible. I didn't want to invest. And like the food wasn't good. I didn't want to like, just like there wasn't yeah. any good cogent arguments from a business perspective. Why you didn't want to like hire that guy as like a head chef somewhere, or, like have him work as a chef somewhere. Like, I don't know. It just, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put this out there. It's in the bottom third. Oh, he's going right to it. Bottom third, like. All right. I like when it first started. I'm like, oh, this is a solid, like, kind of middle third. And then I'm just on my phone. Like, I just, I didn't care. The, that's that's essentially what happened. It was so long. You cut this in half. Again, I think it would be way better. Or you got to go deeper on what the show is actually about, not just like hand wave your way around stuff yeah i'm with you on that one i felt like bar rescue went into more of an explanation on how <laughs> like a bar works than this went into opening up a restaurant yeah so but, that made it more interesting i mean i'm with you it's got to be bottom third like it's also was just so bland like there wasn't like too much excitement happening you need john taffer <laughs> on this show yelling at people they need a raccoon in the restaurant I, I think wine. <laughs> Epoch could John use Epoch could use John Taffer. Oh yeah, oh, man. He's like, we gotta get the bar stools because everyone likes drinking wine at this seating altitude. So that's how you know <laughs> bar science. John gonna, Taffer. We're gonna get you an automatic wine dispensing system. <laughs> you got? Oh, he's gonna be like, do you know about mixology? <laughs> we gotta do the mixology special. All right, James, give us oh, give me your ranking here. So like. I feel like when the sh- the first third of the show, I'm like, okay, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, okay, it's kind of like middle. And then as it kept going, I'm like, it's kind of just losing points along the way. And I'm really cross right now between bottom, middle, top, third. Or sorry, bottom, third. But like, I might have to go bottom. The, the thing is, there's just like, the show could be good. But if a third of the show is just a bunch of filler of stock imagery, <laughs> it's like okay, useless. Looking away, looking around for other things to do, and then like they don't they don't get into anything interesting really. Like they don't get into any of the details, and it doesn't need to be like a, an accounting course, but like just at least give me a base content. I don't feel like I learned anything. In fact, I feel even dumber for watching it. Like it's just like I know less about this. Maybe I'll go learn it. I don't know. I guess I'll go bottom. Like I'm, I'm a little crossed on it. It's like it's a high bottom, but I guess I'll throw in the bottom. It's just the the, the host was nothing. Some of the people were interesting in their stories. Could like had some potential, 
But overall, I'm just like, I want to know more about the food. I want to know about their restaurant. I want to know about their business. And the show just doesn't give you a formula uh, for them to kind of express that. And so, yeah, for those reasons, down the bottom. Well, what is, what's your James ranking, though? Oh, uh, seven. So top of the bottom. Top of the bottom. All right. It's a seven. Uh, what do you got for me, Harrison? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was definitely going to be a middle third show for me. I mean, I think I would definitely like to see more on the business details for sure. Um, I will say that, like, as just like a show to put on, like, it's very, very watchable. It's a pretty good sort of background show. I think that, especially with the length of it, like, you know, uh, just kind of getting to see who these different groups of people are and hear a little bit about their concept and just kind of have it on the background. Like it's a pretty, pretty decent show for that. So probably middle third. I do have a beef with you right now, Harrison. Okay. That we watched episode one. Yeah. And, you know, all you had to say was you watch episode one. Why don't we watch episode like five, one you haven't watched? Why well, did you it's always It's always really controversial when we're not doing like episode one. Yeah. So I didn't want to like rock the boat too much. Uh, There's four of us. What are you rocking? Who like? I don't know. I'll throw it out. I can't believe you watched that same episode twice. It was it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I don't should, agree with that statement at all. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm mystified. <laughs> if it was definitely if it was me, I'd definitely be saying we got, I got to watch a different episode for sure. Hey, I would, I, I would have preferred to watch a different episode, but I was. But you sa- didn't even was, mention it. But I was, but I was sacrificing for the pod. You didn't even mention it. I also don't know if the later episodes don't have the same tee up at the beginning that the first one does. I mean, they probably do, but I'm not. I, I can't remember. I'm not sure. Oh, he can't remember. I'm not. Great, I don't great know. show. Great show. Can't it's, remember. It's I, can't a do- I, I told you, him. it's a background <laughs> show. I totally see the show as a background show. Like, a, yeah. If there's work I gotta do or something else or like whatever, it's like yeah, it's just it's on. It's long enough. I don't have to think about queuing up a bunch of stuff. You get to see, you get to hear a little story. You get to see the results of the thing. It's also not distracting enough because it's not interesting enough to like (laughs) pull you away. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, it's just some nice, pretty shots of uh, London downtown. Okay, yeah, that's right. Cool, whatever. Don't need to pay attention. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Harrison, oh, you haven't been on the pod in a while. I haven't. And we haven't had our requisite challenge updates. Uh, you're right. I, I go just shy of this week. I I have not watched this week's oh, yet. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, I I don't know that I've reviewed my challenge stuff sufficiently from last week, but I will say that it's been a really good season so far. Uh, Where do you put this season as a as a challenge veteran? Yeah. Watcher, <laughs> to clarify. Yeah. Where do you Where do you kind of Given what you've seen, where do you kind of place this in the in the seasons? Oh man, I mean, we have to see where it's going. But I don't think you can say how good a season of the challenge is until the end. Like, dude, we're like ten episodes in. We definitely have to say, like, I mean, we definitely have to wait until the end to really say. But like, it's going. It's definitely one of my favorite seasons so far. It's definitely going to be like twenty episodes a season. This 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 is going to be a big one. There's still a shit ton of people on the show. They do kick off two people at once, though. Right, that's true. So, but this it, last time they kicked two people off, brought two people back in. So weird. Yeah, mercenaries. Oh yeah, that was dumb. Uh, what are you doing about that whole situation? I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I mean, it's pretty great that Hunter's back in. I'm. I'm excited. Uh, Hunter is always a very excitable gentleman. Excited can you to see him back some in the house. Background on Hurricane Ashley. Yeah. So is uh, this Trashley or that, is this that different is, person? That's Trashley. Okay, so it is Trashley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who bang somebody. Uh, on the first, first night. First night. Who was that guy? Um, uh, Joss. No, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle that's right. on the first night. Insane. In the same bed that he slept with some the person that just got kicked off. Yeah, somebody just went to the redemption house and then Who later gets to see the footage of them banging. Oh yeah, that part's so good. It's like she like she was just sleeping with Kyle in his bed and then gets thrown to the redemption house and then Ashley comes in and sleeps them in the same bed and she gets to see that footage. Oh no. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's been it's been a good season. There's been a lot of a lot of challenges, a lot of hardcore, intense challenges. Definitely, a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Redemption House has been pretty nuts. Red- Redemption House has been banging. CT has been all kinds of crazy. C- like there's CT's. a lot of a lot of good history. I feel like is bubbling to a head here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, CT I, also got married this week. I saw I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Congratulations, CT. <laughs> I know you're listening. I know you're listening. 
James, you haven't been here in a bit, too. What it's true. You, how's that Florabama Shore treating you? Oh, dude, this is a good season of Florabama Shore. Um, I can't remember the very last couple of things, but it's it's been a good season. There's been arrests. There's been banging. There's been getting drunk. There's been people getting preggers. There's been just nonstop things happening. I think the pregnancy thing is the last thing that happened. I think so. Um, we talked about it, it a little bit last week, so I don't want to dwell on it a bit. Yeah. But I Wait, just wanted your opinion. Did it happen on the show? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, one of the people like, thinks they're pregnant. Who got pregnant? Uh, the one that peed oh. the bed. What's oh. the tall one? Uh, Courtney? Courtney. Courtney, yeah. I don't no. even watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, if I had watched it recently. Or, like, discovered... No, no. So, Courtney... So, this season, Courtney's boyfriend has been a lot in the mix of the show, who, at least in the show, I don't, you know, obviously know the guy. Who knows? I'm sure most of this is fake anyways. But, like, is perceived and displayed as kind of an aggressive, pretty uh, intense character dude who uh, is always showing up drunk and uninvited at these bars and stuff, randomly shows up the house one night, and a bunch of, a bunch of shit goes down. Uh, meanwhile, Courtney is like not feeling well, uh, and she's been having sex with this dude. I guess she's like, I got to go to the doctor, goes to the doctor. Or she's like, she's like calls him. She's like, okay, well, the first thing you got to do is take a pregnancy test. She's like, okay, click. I'll call you back. Takes a pregnancy test. She's like, uh, it's not looking great. Goes to the doctor. Like you're definitely pregnant <laughs> and we'll see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They, well, they not maybe. Yeah. She it's, hasn't not, been to the doctor. Yet. Right. Right. She's about to go to the doctor. She took a bunch more pregnancy tests, and it seems inconclusive slash like more likely than not that she's pregnant. There's a faint line. Faint I, line. I feel like she's not pregnant. I, I agree with you that like I think that MTV is kind of playing this up a little bit. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the situation, but yeah, it seems like they could be plausible that maybe there's playing it up for TV a little bit. Just like, I don't know. Is that looking like a line? Is that a circle? I don't know. Whatever. But anyways... That's does, one of the things does, that going on. does she then graduate to one of the mom based uh, MTV shows? Very mom much likely. She's in. She is. <laughs> she's not, not a teen teenager mom. though. I know she's not a teen mom, but there's that other that that Pretty Little Mamas. I told show. you, you guys were here. We should have watched it. And we should have put MTV on. And we should have right. who put MTV on. Rob, um, we're waiting for you yeah. to do this MTV show. I yeah, I don't think Rob's in for that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Floor Bam Shore. It's been it's been it's been a fun watch. I've been I've been enjoying it. Uh, Brian, you've been watching anything? Uh, I've been checking out like the first half of the Arrested Development season. I'm finally trying to catch up on. TV. Oh, how is that season five? Yeah, I, it's fitting way more with the original formula. I still don't think the story is quite there, but it's more enjoyable than season four. Just because when they tried that experiment of like going weaving all the stories and like showing like all the stories like that, it just didn't work out. And even like the rematch didn't didn't work out because the story was just written to be like season four OG. I disagree. I mean, wait, I, so I think season four original is better than season five. I mean, I'm, I'm only like halfway through. So maybe like, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe when the whole season comes out, I can have a different opinion, but I, I don't, I didn't particularly like season five. That's also another thing. Like, why are they splitting up the seasons like that? Just... Because Netflix refuses to just be like, yeah, we're just going to release these at like a specific lot. Be like, I don't understand what half a season means. Like it's a whole season. You release the whole season at once or you release them weekly and you just call the season, whatever. Like you can't, yeah. you just can't be like, Oh, well this is half a season. We release all at once. No, it's, it's, it's very weird. They've been doing this with some other shows too. Like the ranch. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're filming it, that's the only excuse to release half a season. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean I that, that's, that, that's how TV shows normally work. Like they're making the show while they're putting it out on TV. So like having to have the entire thing in the can on the day that it comes out. I mean, it's yeah, but they're not even working on the second half of the season though. That, that's what I'm. Saying. If they were working, that's the only yeah. reason to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you're just like, we're just gonna hold on to it. Well, it's like, I mean, if they want to have like you know some feedback or whatever, that's fine. Like, but don't be like, oh, this is half a season. The next season's coming? Question mark. Like, just call it the yeah. whole season. The yeah. next one be season six. Yeah. Like it's it's very or just get rid of the like the way seasons work. This doesn't make any sense on Netflix. Like yeah. you released eight thirteen episodes. Okay, that's your season. Not like oh well that's half 
of the seasons we're going to do for this. What? No, you, you've released ha- you've released 13. That's it. I definitely think that you're going to see Netflix start to go to not dumping all the episodes of a whole season out at once. Like you're already seen with that new Vox explained thing. Like they're dripping out like an episode every week or two. Like they're their definitely- UI is just not designed for that. I know, but like I, I, I think that I think that they're realizing that like they're getting more engagement on stuff when they can say, "Oh, there's a new episode, there's new something." Like I, I think they'll see some of that. I mean, yeah. I like Hulu. Yeah, they, they do like three episodes at once, and then they'll do weekly. Yeah, I, I prefer weekly to be honest. Yeah, I don't really binge, so like it's fine for me to do every week. That makes it easier for me to keep up. So like I prefer it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want the commercials. That's all. Like, yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, Better Call Saul, amazing still. I mention every week, but you should watch it. <laughs> still great. good. Uh, anyone else got anything they want to talk about show wise? I've been, I, I started to watch the new season of Great British B- Baking Show on Netflix. That's been pretty good, calming show. Uh, so you've been watching this and the Great British Baking Show? Yeah. There's some pattern here. Uh, yeah. It's just what, it's just what Netflix recommends yeah, it's to me. Like, now. if you watch know. Great British like, Baking Show, you might like this. You know, this million it's dollar, pretty much million menu, whatever. Um, Great British Baking Show. I think much better show. It's all about the technicals of cooking. Very good. Yeah, it's weird because like we watched the other Netflix show, the Churchill Secret, the Agents, Churchill Secret Agents, which I which I also watched some more episodes of too. Yeah, and it's like all about learning and like about history and like actually like going on and doing stuff and then you watch like great british baking show it's like all about baking and like the technicalities and like all about it and then we watch this and it's like just hand waves so much like it's not actually about anything not about learning anything which is like even bar rescue note like realize that they need you need to learn something or it just kind of gets boring at least make me feel like i'm learning something yeah yeah i mean like like it doesn't need to be like you know <laughs> Like, oh, I feel slightly better about it. I could throw some stats out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Even like a quick blurb of like, oh, if you open a restaurant in this neighborhood, it's gonna cost like this much money. Like, like Yeah. Like even just like a or this neighborhood. Like it just didn't feel like, you know, they even went into like what kind of neighborhood would either of these two places be good in? Like how how does like this small like kitchen like gonna work in like where and like nothing. There's none of that. Definitely none of that. Yeah. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. Got to move on from that show. Uh, I have been watching another show uh, on Hulu, uh, The Mick. Have any of you guys seen this? With yeah. uh, D from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Caitlin Olsen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a Fox show. Fox. I haven't seen it. I've seen like the first like five or six episodes. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm on like episode eight or nine or so. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, It's been sort of my like fun end of night kind of show just like not looking for anything like too crazy or stressful or serious um but it's been just kind of like a nice fun watch um and yeah i don't know the characters are are pretty interesting the plot's kind of something cool okay so so head to head the two sunny network shows you got ap bio dennis yep. versus the mick what do you think I think this is up there with AP Bio. To oh yeah, be honest. I think I like AP Bio a little bit more. I'm not sure if it because it was out first, so there might be some bias there. Um, but I, but I think the show is very much in a similar esque style. Like it's not the same concept, of course, but I think that these people like carry these shows very well, um, and it's clear they're like obviously talented. And I think it's like it's fun to watch. Uh, I just want to clarify for the audience: the Mick aired before AP Bio. You may have watched it afterwards, but AP <laughs> Bio, I, I agree, is a better show. I mean, I stopped watching the Mick. Thought it was just—I don't really remember the details. It just, I don't know. On a weekly basis, it just wasn't working out. I feel like it'd be better as like kind of a binge. Mm-hmm. As I say, it on binge, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Decide what you want, Chris. I can't. You're decide. all over the map. It's all over the map. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw. So I saw the other one first. But yeah, I don't know. I like them both. Okay, no worries. I, I think if I think if you like AP Bio, it's it's not all crazy. That was a great it's, show. I really liked AP Bio. That's good. So ludicrous. Oh like yeah, the premise and things that happen in that show. Incredible. Yeah, I, I think AP Bio's got a little bit more in the crazy factor than the Mick does. Like, the, the situational craziness. Everyone shut up. 
Start everyone, shutting up. Everyone start shutting start up. Start shutting up. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WhoBitThisOn. You can find us on Facebook.com slash WhoBitThisOn. Please rate us on iTunes at WhoBitThisOn. You can find us on Gmail at WhoBitThisOn at gmail.com. See you guys next time.